Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Joshua Whitehead is an assistant professor at the University of Calgary and the author of Making Love with the Land, Full Metal in Queer, and Johnny Appleseed, all of which have received a litany of accolades and awards. He's also the editor of Love After the End, an anthology of two-spirit and indigiqueer speculative fiction, which won the Lambda Award in 2021. He performed this story at Sydney Writers' Festival. Don Sainatotamak, I'm Josh. Um, I'm from Turtle Island, and I heard it's Reconciliation Week next week, so from one Indigenous person from Turtle Island to the Indigenous peoples here, thank you, I see you, and I love you. <laughs> Shoot, shovel, and shut up. I am eulogiac. I was first invited to Rideau Hall, the official residence of the Canadian monarch in the capital of Canada, Ottawa, in 2016. I won the beloved Governor General's History Award for my poem, Mikuguanyi, which is a poem that details the murder of my Dene Cree grandmother in the 1960s, which was the beginning of Canada's 60s scoop, much akin to Australia's stolen generation. My sense is overloaded, like the heated Valerian knife of Rainier Targaryen that foretells the songs of ice and fire I too stood ablaze in glyph and syllabic. They tell me that I sound ancient when I speak to you of the Anishinaabeg, the Ojibwe. Velvet, oak, teak, cartilage. What an exhibition to be enveloped within. There is a photo of my mother and I wearing that same velvet draped around the Baroque. Such profundity twisted up in the knots of our smiles. In another instance, a photo was taken of, front of me in front of the portrait of Queen Elizabeth II, a pageant of class, hands in a prayerful stance. I have come to bury my grandmother with poetics. Denied any history of their own, it was the fate of primitive peoples to be dropped out of the bottom of human history in order that they might serve representationally as its support the point at which human history emerges from nature. Posited on this ledge of modernity and history, the hall a tomb of conquest, a curation of story the nation tells itself to stratify, decadent and profane. I might dare you to entomb me, which isn't so much a dare as it is the truth of imperial ideology. Would my grandmother be carried with such ferocity and grace to her death chamber among her ancestors as Elizabeth was, who stood vigil at her autopsy table. Find a bell jar to house the almonds of our amygdala. Shoot, he proclaims in bush and vigilante, 
Anthony Belodo yells before murdering two Métis hunters, Maurice Cardinal and his son, Jake Sanson. Pasquiskewin might be the shot I take to gift the murdered a space of remembrance. I need you to remember that a headstone is a luxury. We hung our dead in trees, effigies of birch. All the trees in the world are going to fall sooner or later, but not on us. Pasqueu of the blanket of Taquewin, we are ready for our snow bath. The time for story and snag arrives. Gisik, look to her. I want for trees to fall upon us. Might this too be a vigil? Pagitin gimistik miau taquasqueal nimistikwan. Bite into the bark the stories of revival. Crunch into the hardwood of this scaffold the prayers of sweat and stone, for all stones know a weeping song. Immemorial, memorial. Nia paskinem wakichik pasquayan equinianin, pasquayal pikwamanomanyao achimawanak mashkwishkyo. This is how I wrote a eulogy. You don't need to be godly to be goodly. Two, September 6, 2021, my uncle is struck by a car and dies instantly. June 15, 2022, my last remaining maternal uncle is found dead on his bed. Both times I am in Toronto, Canada. Both times I am with a partner, although different. Both times I let mourning engulf me. I climb the CN Tower atop its needle I light a cigarette. Emblazed, I pour across the city core dreams of wild tobacco and sweet smoke. I become an arrowhead. Knocked, I bow into the sky and pierce the heart of a thunderbird, which is not to say I am deadly in my musings. I want to touch the thorax of God, nestle in her bone cage, Sight creation in a thunderstorm. Spill from caruncle and divine rallies for these losses. I don't know if I can see it all that often, that we've become our forebearers' dreams. I suppose we're walking contradictions. And what beautiful metaphors we've become. I want to find beauty in the world and translate that into joyful storytelling. My published work up until this point in my life has become a eulogy for the dead. My epigraphs a violent graphing. Do you think your fathers are watching? That they weigh you in their ledger book? Against what? There is no book, and your fathers are dead in the ground. I am here again for my touring of making love with the land a materialized formulation of my mental warrings. I share stories with audience. It appears they have learned from this new story, and yet I am racked with anxiety. I struggle to catch my breath. I sweat on stage, pores too crying. A publication is meant to be celebratory, and I lament. I find myself reading Cormac McCarthy's The Road Again. I remember what Leanne Simpson and Maynard taught me that not all world endings are tragic. 
I find joy in the apocalyptic. A survivor unto my own, personally and ancestrally, I am a final girl in this colonial slashing. I write into the margins, Papa, do you hear me? Boy, might I take a turn at fathering. I just want to be beautiful. But you are. You already are. Look at you. I don't mean beauty in the sense of skin. I can feel the pain of your histories when you speak to me. Why do you thank me for human decency? I want to be a beautiful wreck site. I want to be beautiful in the sense that when I come across a wound, it emanates. Like when pain becomes not a beacon, but a blazing. I want the hurt to see in me a tenacity that overdefines the word harmed. I let his you become me. Can you do it when the time comes? When the time comes, there will be no time. Hold him in your arms just so. The soul is quick. Pull him towards you. Kiss him quickly. Such so, I have already done it. I have split the skull of nation with the rock and found naught but a book to tax reconciliation and my name as deduction. Cormac is a catharsis. The abysmal grade book is enlightening to me, and I want to know why. My body is a border between myself and the world, not a vehicle. And that is the problem. Three, I am elegiac. A BIPOC, queer gives a land acknowledgement during Calgary Pride 2022. I think he gives more of a land claim in all honesty. I am guest to a Vogue ball inside the history of black queer NYC. The acknowledger orates, we thank indigenous people for sacrificing themselves. I am standing in the background wearing a beaded red hand medallion, a symbol of our missing and our murdered. I dissipate outside of history. No power owns us. There is only the privilege of being with us. Stop trying to sound like a writer and write. I am romanticized by it too all the time. Do we ever move out of our monogamy with animating death as our fueling desire? I guess for me, as I've noted for you, it's been in my refusal to dance with death and to want to find intimacy and joy and love beyond the maw of desire masquerading as serration. If we eat each other like alpha predators, then not much is left, in my opinion. This is why I feel I cannot inherit the tragedy of gay history, why it disbars me from its holograms. 1969 is my yesterday. I want my voice to reach back at least a week, if not more. There isn't much echoing being done. The forests are all clear-cut. My queerness must mean more than vulturing a decade and decades-old carcass. I wonder what other possibilities exist for us beyond ghost and relic. 
The history of sexuality is a history of Western desire. Echo eulogy. Mamichi, mamowin, a eulogy. To dignify, congratulate. Mamik, downstream, downriver. Mamichi, please him. Make him proud. Mamikweu, sure he is still bleeding. Silence hurts my ears. I find its presence in my proximity a harmful kind of kinship. I am far too familiar with white noise in the quotidian. I crave the sounds of song and croak. My electricity stops working for an evening. I call my dog into the bed. I rest my head near his. He places paw upon head. Instinctively, he knows to pull me into his crook of leg and chest. The world is full of noise to him. This world and the fourth. His heartbeat is a welcomed song, and I regress into a womb state. God, has anyone ever rested more holy than when we were children in the backseat of a car at night, drifting off to the audible but imperceptible chatter of our parents' hushed voices? Well... Come and rest in this conciliatory symphony. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. If you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project on Patreon. Check out the link in the episode description. Finally, for late night ramblings, gay shit, and photos of me trying to garden with a baby on my back, follow Maeve Marsden on Twitter and Instagram. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.